Hey, 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 hobby perverts. It is time for more perversion. Second time this uh, week. Yeah. Only. The re the redo. That's right. Um director's yeah, the, cut. Uh, the, we we cut all the bad the re- stuff out of the last episode, which all of it it um it's gone. It's like Blade Runner without without the uh without the voiceover. Like we had we had a Harrison Ford voiceover because test audiences found the story too confusing of the original episode. So it uh the computer destroyed it. Yeah. Um, and we have to do it again. Yeah, we put but, we put the the very real outline run list into an AI and we have it write the episode and then we have a separate AI score the episode. And basically yeah. we said exactly what the AI said and it scored poorly. It's gone. Yeah. Well, so, you know, sad, thank sad, you. Shout out the test. Yeah, shout out the test audiences. Horrible. Thank you. What's up? Um, nothing. I heard uh, some news. Yeah. What's that? Well, word on the streets, you're a truck guy. You're a big Ford truck guy. That's true. I am now a F-150 Platinum Edition driver, uh, and it rules. Um, oh, shit. It's got really – sorry to cut out. It's, like, very windy outside all of a sudden, um, which probably means a tree branch is going to fall through my greenhouse or in the yard. So, um Take a pause. We can edit out the pause, but I am going to go lock the door so the dogs don't run out there. Sure. Good? Yeah, yeah, we're good. Okay. All right, I'm back. Uh, Yeah, the storm uh, got wild, so I just want to make sure the dogs are safe. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) yeah, I uh, I didn't check to make sure my F-150 is safe, though. which, you know, is now my prized possession as I have acquired it. Uh, well, the, the GR Corolla is uh, sort of getting fixed. They told me today that, like, the dealer is not being uh, cooperative with getting them the parts, and one of them is back-ordered. But, so I got to deal with that. But I have a F-150 Platinum Edition. I'm now a truck guy. It, uh, I got it as a bit, and now I am not sure that it's a bit anymore. Uh, I am addicted to the truck life. What happened? Well, it's uh, it uh, it turns you into a Republican pretty quickly, and uh, you just start having Republican thoughts, and you get addicted to uh, just being above everybody uh, in your uh, soft cushioned uh, turret uh, that can run everybody over. And uh, you know, I you get the big and rich going, you get the Garth Brooks, you get the Lone Star. All that I had a little, little uh, the former Dixie chicks, the current chicks. Yeah, no, uh, Dixie, uh, Dixie, you're sorry to say it, you're canceled. That's true. No, actually, since driving the truck, I insist that they be called the Dixie. Chicks. <laughs> uh, it, it is, uh, it is ridiculous. Like, um, yeah, it, it is a ridiculous, ridiculous machine. Like, I, I. I guess I get now why they're so popular with um, suburban psychos Yeah, because it really is an old man car. Like it's, uh, it combines, you know, like back in the day and even my grandfather currently, you know, like they want a big ass sedan. 
um, because they're comfortable and they feel like more secure or something. Like, I don't know. My dad always had a theory that, that they want that they wanted them because, uh, like they know they're going to run into stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'll say that the, the first time that I, uh, hit anything with a vehicle. I was in my 1992 F-150 flare side, beautiful little truck. Um, it was blue. My dad was working at a, um, Buick Olds dealership. Um, Joe McCarthy, that's logo was just a smiley face. Like literally the, the smiley face from, uh, half baked from the weed company. Like that was the logo mm-hmm. basically for the, car dealership, but they got this thing used. My dad talked my grandma into buying it somehow. So my grandma bought this truck and then eventually my dad ended up with it and it was my first vehicle. But we went, we went to our first drinking party. I was like two weeks into being 16 and my buddy got drunk. I didn't get drunk. Um, and he was in my passenger seat and I'm like, Hey, do I have room over there? It's like a classic cornfield road, blacktop driveway cars parked on either side. And this is the two thousands. So people's had old boats mm-hmm. that their parents used to drive. And I'm like, Hey man, do I have room? And he's the first time he's ever been drunk in his life. He's like, yeah, yeah, you got plenty of room over here. And I'm like, okay, can you like get out and check and make sure that was okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah, it's good. The next day, my dad and I are washing and waxing the truck in the driveway, rubbing turtle wax. And I answer the phone. And it's my buddy Bean. And he's like, hey, man, uh, you didn't happen to hit my sister's truck last night, did you? And I'm like, I might have. But Brad told me it was fine. He's like, yeah, it's definitely not fine. It was like $700 <laughs> worth of damage to like this little like off-road kitted Ford mm-hmm. Ranger. Um, but yeah. my iron bumper on my F-150, perfectly fine. My truck was fine. Yeah. I mean, it it's very weird um, because, I, like I said, it's a platinum edition. So it's like basically like if you remember the Lincoln Blackwood, which yeah. was essentially they made like uh, like they took an F-150 and just like made the inside – um, like a Lincoln Continental or whatever. Sure, sure. And it, so it like ostensibly is bad at like what it's made for. Like I put the muddy dogs in it and like, I'm going to have to fix the truck. Like I'm gonna have to clean it out because it's like leather yeah. and carpet. And I'm stuff. Look, I mean, I'm looking at one now. You've got a five liter V8, 20 inch wheels. I have, I have the uh, twin turbo EcoBoost. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So, um, I haven't yeah, but yet. uh, but yeah, it it is just a very yeah like it is addicting. Like I like I said, like now I get why people like them, but yeah, it's so strange that they're basically now like Bu- like Buicks um that are just really tall. Yeah. And, because I mean, this is like a seventy thousand dollar truck. <laughs> yeah, it starts <laughs> like, at sixty five. Um, yeah. So it's oh, like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, it does confirm all the hatred I had for how they ruin the car industry and how they're deeply unsafe for like everybody around them. But like, <laughs> no, I'm like, but it is awesome. Like, <laughs> it's sick. <laughs> like, and I, I like still can't park it. Like every time I'll get in a parking spot, like get out and be like, Oh, I'd like totally, 
Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Other spots and, well, that's what Patrick, uh, um, our, our buddy, Patrick, like he, we went to try to go to Springfield to go to the motorcycle races and it got rained out. Um, but he had, uh, he had the cars.com like F one fifty hybrid at the time. And we drove that down and I was like, it had like the, the panoramic roof and the 360 vision and all sorts of stuff. And it was just like, this is wild, but like, you can't park that in, <laughs> you can't park that in Avondale. Yeah. There's like nowhere to put that car in the city, that truck, that vehicle, but it yeah. was, but riding I mean, it, I mean, it, it rode pretty nice. Yeah. I guess like, I guess like the only real use case I could come up with for this truck other than you like want to impose yourself on the world and then but also be totally cordoned off from the world um is like i guess if i was like if i had a job where i was like towing a trailer all the time Mm -hmm. like it would be nice to have something like that i you know if i was like you know I, I I was like a cheese delivery man or something, but it's like every time you come up with it, it's like there is like a better, cheaper sure. option of things sure. for it. Yeah. But like, I guess, yeah, if I had like a crew of dudes and we had to, or what, you know, whoever's, uh, and we had to tow a trailer and sit in the car for a long time, like, I guess I could see the use for this thing, but like, it is just wild that like that's like forty percent, sixty percent of like new cars sold are like these yeah. these things, and it's like yeah. I mean, I remember like, the like you could easily just have a Buick. Like, I mean, my my dad had. I don't know that it was even the V6. Like my whatever the like Chevy work truck my dad had when he was a painter in like the nineties. It was the most underpowered truck like even even as a kid i realized mm-hmm. this was an underpowered truck and it was but the inside was covered in plaster and paint and the, the bed was full of paint and had like two ladders on it but that could be accomplished by a fucking subaru baja <laughs> like yeah. two two ladders and a couple buckets of paint could be accomplished by almost anything that's not a big deal you don't yeah. need that i mean that's always been kind of like the people who have like started to dig into like kind of the national perversion of trucks have said is that like the excuse that you need it for work doesn't really hold up when you look at the people who you would assume use a pickup truck for work. They use transit vans yeah, because that actually has room for your shit. Right. And, um, and so like it really like these trucks, I mean, what was funny too is I saw when I was driving it today, I saw a guy who was driving another F one fifty, not as nice as mine, you know, I have the nicest one. So but it was a regular one. But like and I think he it had it was a it was a fleet vehicle, so it had it had some sort of blue collary um company on the side. But like they weren't carrying anything in it. It was like purely so like the guy could show up to jobs and like look like he mm-hmm. like could be trusted <laughs> either by the customers or by the people he, he's in charge of. What the, it's like, dude, like it's like that car like 30 years ago would have just been a Ford Taurus. Like they would have yeah. just given the guy a Ford Taurus. You know what I mean? Like they'd be like, what do you need a truck for to drive? And it's like, no, I got to Now it's like it's just insane how like every 
use case that we used to have for like, uh, like we used to have more options, a, so you could apply a more specific paintbrush to your situation. But like, also people just weren't like, it wasn't like you had to like put on this show of like masculinity or whatever yeah. you want to call it with the trucks. Like, but like I said, again, I get it. It, it fucking rules to drive like in, <laughs> like in a very, in a very, very uh, sick way. Like, no, like it's like, it's obviously not as fun to drive as the GR from a driving perspective, but like it's, it's it, a different experience. Like it, it digs down in some weird part of my brain. Yeah. That like, yeah. I was like, this fucking rules. This I do think there's something, so um, I do think there's, so it's like you get into trying to have a car that responds immediately to all of your inputs, but then sometimes it's like, you need to just drive something that responds three seconds later. And it's like, wow, <laughs> it's like, really it's like, it, like it's like we it, had robo Oldsmobile tripping Laros. we had Oldsmobile Laros and, yeah. and, and Bonnevilles like shit <laughs> like that like you know what I mean like like it's just it's so strange that like that though that role has now been filled by like three row SUVs and pickup trucks like unnecessary pickup trucks but I will say my kind of my you know coming out of the bit a bit uh you know i i got it because i because they offered they were like do you want an f-150 like it's no upcharge and i'm like yeah that would be really funny because everybody knows i hate pickup trucks like it's you know big part of my car brand or whatever i guess that you could say online Pretty malleable is like i do yeah apparently i'm a liar yeah uh you know i was just jealous um but uh i i was thinking now i would like really like to possibly convince sarah to replace the chimney with like with a tacoma or something and put a lift on it so we could actually go off-roading because while the chimney is capable it's just too slow to drive to the places that we could go off-roading and yeah, i was like that's fair i was like i i really would like to get into that and you know now i'm a little bit more open to trucks again. <laughs> like i see the fun well i mean it the, um, the the thing that sucks is just that like i mean the toyota truck the tacoma of the 90s was an affordable vehicle that you could have yeah, that was useful years. and you could also yeah. go and lock you know lock your hubs and go and drive off road um and yeah, now those yeah. cost more than a car that makes sense for anybody to own yeah even I mean, though they're like, the same vehicle from the nineties and they're in bad condition. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like finding a reasonable truck is obviously like next to impossible. Like I could maybe look at uh, Colorado's like use Colorado's and, mm -hmm. and that, but it's like finding something that would be like tasteful, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like uh, those things just go for so much now. that like, I'm, because again, like, because for whatever reason, these cars have been chosen by car, by specifically American car manufacturers. Uh, they're like high, they're high margin and people will buy them. And so they're like, okay, well, that's what we're selling because we make a shitload of money off that. We don't make a lot of money selling you a tiny hatchback. Yeah. Like we have to sell two hatchbacks for every one truck we sell. And yeah, it just sucks that like now even like reasonable trucks have been 
eliminated and now i can't even be like oh you know what like i could find a use for a truck as as kind of my fun as one of my fun vehicles it's like i almost have to become like a like a, like a jet ski dealership guy like, you know <laughs> well i can like, tell i can tell you as a um the grandson of a jet ski dealership guy the only thing i was good at selling at the motorcycle shop when i was a salesman was jet skis um you mostly well, I mean, you mostly lose you mostly lose your ass yeah. you mostly lose your ass selling a jet ski because they cost 20 grand now <laughs> they like yeah. start at twelve thousand and go to 20 and then if go someone above shows that. up someone shows up to a jet ski place and you're like and you can't sell them a jet ski like i like i i don't think you could sell anything like it would be my no you're supposed to say how hard it is and how good of a salesperson i am well i mean but jet skis are so awesome you're based but you're also you're also selling a jet ski to like um a surgeon <laughs> yeah i don't like i can't imagine like if someone shows up like entertaining the idea of owning a jet ski. Oh, they're already over. It's already over. To, yeah, yeah, it's already over. You can't convince them like to sign the papers. It's already like, over. I, I, no help for you. Yeah, it's there's no over. help. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, enough about trucks. I guess we this kind of. I guess it does kind of feed in, but like we kind of wanted to talk today. I think about uh, how kind of clout has. Uh, well, I mean, it it, it ties in. Of, the the tie-in is that like in getting this rental truck, you've lost the grip on what's funny about having a truck and where you actually <laughs> enjoy the truck, and 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 now you're posting, you're literally stealing truck valor. We're gonna talk to a guy later, uh, no, Hayden, I who's an I do you drive don't, trucks. I am an F one fifty guy now. Don't fucking okay. I was <laughs> I was an F one fifty guy. Fucking. 20 years ago, but whatever the, the thing here is that like when it comes to being online, I mean, you're shit posting about being a truck guy now and listening to Garth Brooks and the fucking car park, uh, next to the boat put in, you don't even have a boat. Yeah. You don't fish. Um, you don't, that's just such bullshit. I have fishing poles. This is such bullshit. Poles. You have three I'm beers. In the back of the truck. That's a good idea. I need to put, I need to mount them in the back of the truck so everybody knows like I'm a real guy. <laughs> you need to figure out how to drink more than three beers and not pass out, oh and then you God. can worry about fishing and being a truck guy. But oh my God. no, there, there's. But I think there is something interesting here, and, and there's multiple angles on this of like what is me doing something and just doing it and then what is me making it something else that i can <laughs> tell people i do and get some sort of feedback for whether that be like yeah yeah, yeah. X, being like you're the expert and we all love you or just getting favorites or accounts or clout or influence or whatever yeah. like what what is the difference here because i mean you see this all the time especially in hobbies like you start doing a channel and then it blows up on tiktok you I mean we're trying to do this project here right like you might be like well aren't you guys trying to get some influence and like that yeah, that's the point of this conversation is like in doing any of these things that are somewhat cynical like where does the line of i'm doing this because i this is fun to me and this is the thing i enjoy and where is it like I actually hate talking to my friends every week because we're just trying to get cloud out of this um, versus we're trying to get Ling Long tires to give us tires for all of our cars <laughs> so we can go do track days. And like, we think we deserve that because we get a hundred people to listen to a podcast. Like that's nothing, but this chase is prevalent and you see it everywhere and social media, like continues to push it. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, like, I mean, obviously I got the truck because it was a zero investment way to make a joke on Twitter and, and to my wife. Like, she, I still haven't, I'm picking her up at the airport to, like, basically prank her, like, with the truck. Like, it, it, like, yeah. Did I get an understanding of it out, out of the, the joke? Yeah, whatever. Um, I did. Um, but, yeah, I do see a lot of people uh, that, like, it is like you build, like especially I'm gonna I'm gonna use cars because you know that's that's a lot of the social media that I'm mm-hmm. active in for hobbies. I'll see a lot of people who will do things like buy a Miata or buy a 350Z or buy an RX8 or you know stuff like that, and their first moves are to like I mean you know they probably do like them on a level, but like they'll get this like they'll get like the body kit that everyone says is the good one. And like, they'll do it in this exact way that like, that will lead to you getting to post your Miata or whatever your Z or, you know, anything on Instagram. And then like one of the big aggregate accounts takes your picture and shows it. And then (laughs) everybody loves you. And Uh. it's like, it is weird because yeah, I do get the impression from like a lot of people into cars whether it's because it's expensive to get in and you want to try and find a way that you can meet your goals faster or more affordably or make goals that you wouldn't be able to afford. Um, and just like, Oh, like I built a car that I don't even really like, um, because it's a pain. Like a lot of people like lower them obnoxiously and it's their only car and you can't drive a car like that regularly. You know, they stance it. They can't, it's unsafe to drive. It's not even fun to drive. Like it's actively makes, it's a hindrance to you, like using your car. And, you know, I think, yeah, a lot of people, especially stance people are like me with the F one fifty, where they get lost in the bit and they don't know what they don't know what they are actually like doing because they want to anymore. And what they're doing because like it will get them faves or they feel like they have to like it or like, they can make jokes about how hard it is to like live their life with the shitty stance car. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, like I, you know, I, it, like I, like it, look, leaving all out the AW wrestling pay-per-view last September, some guy was driving by in the parking lot <laughs> in the suburbs. He was like, Hey man, those wheels on your car are sick. And I was like, dude, thank you. That's like really nice. Yeah, yeah. It's really nice of you to say that to me. Well, yeah, I mean, and it felt great, but I'm also yeah, like, I'm not, bad. I'm absolutely not going to post that. I bought wheels to put on my car, like on the timeline, because it's just like, that's really nobody's business. Well, <laughs> Cause I'm like I embarrassed like to do too, it. <laughs> I feel like stuff too, like the kind of the, the thing was, so like on my Miata, you know, like I painted my wheels mm-hmm. because I wanted to get, I wanted them to be rose gold. And I had, so I was going to, ma- I matched it to my roll bar and stuff. And I thought it would look cool. Um, and you know, like, I think a certain kind of person would be embarrassed to do that and because they feel like, oh, like if people that I think are cool, see it, or I post it online, I'm going to get roasted for being on reps or, or plasti dipping my wheels because like that's poor, but the he on reps though meme is so good. (laughs) I, gotta find I mean, they again. are unsafe a lot of times. I, I can't necessarily yeah, recommend fair. using reps, but yeah. um, I was sh- yeah, I was I, showing I, Claire's I, nephew 
when he got his Ultima. And I was like, hey, man, check this out. <laughs> check, check out these reps on eBay. And he's like, those are kind of sick. Yeah. I was like, yeah, dude, this is why you need to get you need to get the NLI agreement when you go to college and play football so that we can get some reps on your Nissan. Yeah. But like, <laughs> it's like, I think a lot of people like get lost in do. Am I am I making something that represents myself or am I going on internet forums and Instagram and Twitter and shit and being like, Oh, this is the platonic ideal of how I need to go about. And I think the, 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 like like most, these wheels, the most base and like the saddest version of that you see is in like, you go into any subreddit that's about hobbies or things like this. Yes. And, and somebody, and somebody like posts a picture and it gets 20 upvotes. And then like a day later they go, Oh wow, you guys really liked my picture of me playing disc golf. Here's another one. And like, everyone's like, what are you fucking talking about? (laughs) What are you, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? This isn't viral. Like it's like, you know, people on Twitter like, Oh my God, this was doing numbers. And it's got like a hundred faves or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, but, and and it's like, and you know, there's, there's times where you get excited. You should be excited but like the idea that getting attention at all or getting that like or doing any project at all like you can't be doing it for the attention you can't be doing it for the clout you just have to be doing it because you yeah. like it like that's the whole fucking I mean, thing your like, example is pure to me because it's like that, that well guy that guy is like, excited like, that guy is excited that guy's like oh like i'm excited about this thing i posted a picture and then i found out that other people get excited by it and that's exciting to me like that's pure to me sure. that's what we do but but, you know but what I mean? actually like, my argument is that their purity is tainted at that moment that they get that clout that wasn't even real because then it goes from, Hey guys, I was doing this today. Isn't that fun to, Hey, then the next day I went and decided I needed to do it to show you. And now you've, you've, you've siphoned off. That's my big, that's my big problem with Reddit is it really facilitates that kind of idea because the upvotes and the downvotes really encourage this kind of group thinking where it's like, Oh, we, we have like, authorized opinions on how you do everything. And, and, you know, it's great. Like people joke that like the only way to get around all the targeted SEO garbage on, like, if you want to buy something like, you know, I want to buy a nice vacuum cleaner or whatever is you have to type in like best vacuum cleaner Reddit or whatever. It's great. But like, if you're active in those communities, I can, I, I know you can start to feel very toxic. Oh yeah. Because they will start enforcing this opinion of like, you have you have to buy these things or else you won't be making it correctly. And if you posted the things that you make, um, I think a lot like th- those people would never notice, like, you know, and, and they get punked all the time on reddits where like, especially the like guitar reddit or whatever, like some guy would be like, Oh yeah, I played like this piece of garbage that like you guys, know. and then that becomes, then that becomes a new group yeah. think opinion. Like, yeah. Oh, actually you don't have to spend that much money. You can like buy. Yeah. Like, I mean, we talk about this in practice like that guy did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talk about this all the time in guitar chat where like people are like, I have to get, um, I have to get all these guitar equipment things because Jay Mascus uses them. And he was like, I was trying to go to the pawn shop yeah. and buy a Stratocaster and they like did a bait and switch. And so the only thing I could afford was the jazz master. And then he was a jazz master guy and everyone's like, man, yeah. the jazz master, you need it. And it was just like, nobody gave a fuck about them at the time where uh, everybody who was making nineties music like that was buying cheap guitars because they were right. not working real hours of work because they didn't have to, cause you could pay cheap rent and be a dirt bag. I mean, it is like, it, it's yeah. harder to be a dirt bag now, which sucks ass. 
um, for no, all that, of us. That is, that's very there true. People are like, you know, how did the how did the fucking friends people live in this rent control place and never work? And it's like because you didn't have to pay anything for anything. Yeah, I mean that is that is a great point. Is that like kind of like capitalistic extraction has like put its tendrils into everything, sure. and so now. Yeah, now it is. I mean, and so I get the impulse to be like, oh, like the only way I can afford to like build the car that I want to build or like, you know, like I was going to say racing, but like obviously racing, <laughs> like you have to get sponsors more or less. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, but, and, and we used to get them as a motorcycle but, shop. The amount of yeah. faxed items that yeah. were misspelled of people that needed sponsorship. I mean, you have to. Yeah. So, so, you know, I mean. Yeah, so I I get it that, like, you know, but, like, I think it's one thing. Like, I have a friend who, like, he does a lot of builds on old BMWs and old Lexuses, and he has a BC Racing sponsorship. I don't really know what that entails, Mm -hmm. but, like, he basically gets a discount on coilovers and stuff. But he was already using their coilovers, you know what I mean? Like, so he's he's like, okay, well, I'm happy to say I used them because I already was saying that. Like, I already was like, yeah, I put BC Racing or whatever on my car. And so now I just get uh, something for saying that. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I do feel like, yeah, a lot of people just, yeah, they get, like, really consumed with, like, I can't do this affordably. I have to do it the way that it, that, it, that, that people will respond to online. And then if I then I can afford that because I did it to get online, it just becomes this weird, like, yeah. Ouroboros of, like, like getting lost in a bit. Well, I mean, we were we were looking at we were looking today at that at that Lexus um, that somebody was like take over my car note for me, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's fully modded out with like carbon fiber, uh, you know, Fucking panels and and just just yeah, it looks real. It looks like um, yeah, it looks like a Hot Wheels car that's been stepped on, but. You know, but it's like this person had like forty thousand dollars worth of car note left to pay, and was like, "I just need somebody to take over this for me, and the most that you'll give me on top of taking over this, you can have." But it's like you can't, you can't do that. You can't buy the car yeah. on twenty four percent interest and then add every component to it. Like you have to be somewhat smart about it. Like I am, like I'm not going to say I was a genius for buying a Volkswagen, but like. <laughs> But like I had an idea I was going to put stuff on it, but then like, you know, things didn't go the right way and I don't have a job and now I'm like, man, I'm paying for this Volkswagen, right. but I'm definitely not modding it. <laughs> I think it's like, it's a lot too, like, uh, Nolan on the, um, on the donut, uh, media channel. It's a great car YouTube channel. I like them a lot. They're very positive and realistic about how things work. Um, he has this old Chrysler that he bought basically when he was a teenager and, or no, he had something like his Chrysler that he is now. But anyways, so he says, he goes, when I was a kid, I always like would see in like car magazines, like so-and-so did this build and it took him seven years and shit like that. And, you know, he, he said, I'd always think like, well, I mean, it wasn't that much work. Like, how could you not get that done faster? And it's like, because these guys were like that a constrained by money constrained by time yeah. you know that those kind of things but they did it because they did it the way they wanted to do it because like they had the idea of exactly what they wanted and they just took the time to get it done and sometimes it doesn't get done and sometimes things change and whatever but like 
I feel like, yeah, I do see a lot of guys online, and we love to laugh at them, obviously, in the discords and the hobby and the, and the Twitter chats and stuff, because it's like they think they're gonna like cheat the system by like if I like because like they're gonna be like so good at it that everyone's just gonna hand them money and stuff, and it's like, man, why are you in this then, like? <laughs> I get that like like everybody wants to own like a sweet ass car that is into cars like but like it's the process like you got to like you got to like you got like take some take some time to yourself like you know part of the fun is that like I had to save money and like I had to do things in a certain order and like I had to be patient and I had to learn to appreciate the thing I had and the little things I was doing you know like and find other things maybe to do with the car while I was working on it. And you know, the, you know, the like, only like, good, yeah. the only good grift of somebody taking investment money to build their cars was when sleep got the advance to do, to do the album that eventually was dope smoker. And they just spent all the money on like rebuilding their old cars and buying weed. And like building those like incredibly expensive custom amps and shit. Yeah, yeah. And then they yeah, released, so they and then they released one of the most iconic albums of all time. So, yeah. If you can steal yeah, steal your boss's money and build the ride of your dreams, don't go and yeah. Email. Don't like try to. Uh, I don't know what like flirt with. Don't, don't flirt. Well, I mean, if you can make an account where you flirt with the Pet Boys account and it's funny, then yeah, I'm all for that. I mean, we should yeah, take all I the money say, we can from them. I would say, you know, what you want to do is you want to you want to come up with a realistic goal, and if and if as you start doing that, if people do respond to it in a positive way, you know, enjoy that because that that is a very enjoyable thing. Um, like that's that is part of why you do it. You want other people who like you identify with or identify with things that you like to say like, Oh, like, that's cool. I like what you did, but you're not going to get that. If you go into it, trying to impress them, like you, you want to go into it, picking out what you want to do with things like, and then if people respond and, and they want to give you money, you know, then you can evaluate that. And maybe you can have bigger bigger goals or whatever, you know, take things in a different direction. But yeah, don't be, don't be the, 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 the bad car Instagram guys that like that, that are way overextended. I mean, I don't have much room to talk. I technically have like $1,500 <laughs> on my Miata note for a car I blew up. Mm, but, yeah, uh, <laughs> Look, but, you know, you uh, can, at the end of the day, you should want to fuck your car. Like that's fine. You yeah, should exactly, want to, you yeah. should want to fuck your car and you should like your, your vehicles. Don't be the kind of guy that, that find that, you know, finds a partner based on what they think other people want to fuck. You, you pick yeah. what you want to fuck. That's right. Like, and, you, and you fuck it. Yeah. And, and you, you're going to be happier fucking that. But at the end of the day, um, it's like, I mean, it, whatever you're doing, like if it is, you know, um, like making your home the way you want it, making your appearance, whatever you want, like do it for you. Like you can't do any of it, yes. like anything, like the time that you go out and you try to go in public and stunt in your outfit and you dress be based on what you think other people think is cool. You're like self-conscious the entire night. Like, you know, when you're not yeah. honest with yourself I mean, about take, who and what you want to do. Take feedback and, and appreciation from people, you know, giving it to you, but yeah, don't, 
it's very delicate. It's a very yeah. delicate thing. And, and you don't, you know, I will say, you know, we're obviously roasting people that are probably in their early twenties. And I was equally as stupid about things and very concerned with what other people thought. So we didn't have, we my, didn't have posting. It was, it was just, you just went on Facebook and it was just like, Adam is feeling silly tongue out face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hit the cell so, at the know. mall. Um, but, like, but I mean, it, in anything though, that like it's, it should check in at least that you're doing this because it's something that you want to do and something that's bringing things into your life and yeah, that's true. just continue to, to balance that. that. Yeah. You have to keep balancing that. Like that, like pursuing the idea of the thing versus pursuing the thing. Like, what are you doing? Like at the end of the day, like whether or not I change components of my car, the most important thing about me and my car is that I get to drive it to some twisty stretch of road and go and have a lunch and have a day that I remember and that I feel good. And then it gets me where I want to go. Like it doesn't really matter whether I wrap it in uh, British racing green wrap. It doesn't matter. Like, as long as I'm happy with what's going on and I like am enjoying my life. Um, and, and again, checking that between what's the bit of being the guy that gets the car and like, what's the becoming a guy who's on the Volkswagen vortex forums, yelling at people and making fun of them and telling them they shouldn't put reps on their GTI and being, and being a shithead. Like just let people do what they're going to do. Offer your advice. And do what you're doing for yourself. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you know, one thing I definitely learned in the middle of my life is that uh, is that it's a lot easier to try and find a job that takes care of you and you can leave behind as soon as possible and in your head than trying to merge the, your interests into your job. And obviously people have to do these, those cool and passion jobs. Like, and if you go for it and you're happy, hats off to you. (laughs) But I will tell you that probably most of the time, if you're coming into a hobby thinking this will be my life's mission and I will make a living from this, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. And it's such a pandemic thing, right? That, that it's going to make you your money. And like, again, like, you know, I, I, you know, I'm reluctant to end up back in another tech job that's just going to lay me off versus, you know, doing some amount more of hustling, but enjoying myself. But there's there's a balance of that. Like, where's the line between yeah. where's the line between getting benefits and getting a, a decent um, wage and and, 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 and like being able to wasting your life? Yeah. Yeah. And it's we haven't found it and we haven't found it because there's systems in place <laughs> to keep us from finding yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, though, what's the ultimate hobby is trying to, to not kill yourself under capitalism. So <laughs> that's the point of the podcast. Keep waking All up. right. Well, before you know, we get too yeah. far, we should maybe just cut the interview uh, before, <laughs> before we uh, just start to turn it into a group therapy session. We should do that. Um, yeah, yeah. Sign up for the Patreon and we'll all, share our thoughts about being crushed. Yes. Uh, you can have those. Yeah. Have those for money. You got to pay me for <laughs> my internal trauma. All right. Anyways, let's talk to Hayden. Kick it, off, kick it off to our friend Hayden. Uh, let's, let's get to that.
Dumbest. We are here with our buddy Hayden. Hayden, how is it going? Hey, man. It's going good, man. Thanks for thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for joining, and yeah. honestly, for joining again. Yeah, I guess the the uh, thanks for having me again. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's a uh, it's I, a conversation wanna, so nice we'll have it twice. <laughs> I know that this might not be uh, you know what Dag wants you to hear, but he said it wasn't good enough, and he that, that's really why we're here again. What had so, happened since we recorded, and Hayden told us a lot of really insightful and and intelligent things, is Adam in the in the distance of that time, which was what Wednesday, became a truck guy. Yeah, he and so I said, you know what? Let's he... let's re-record this with the reality of when this will be released of where Adam will be a truck guy, and yeah. uh, you know, because because uh, you're gonna be you're gonna be out of town, and it would take way too long for us to get to your truck guy phase. Yeah, after we finished the last episode, I I really thought maybe we shouldn't have used that word so much, but now I realize that was Adam, you know, becoming a truck guy. Yeah, yeah, it had nothing to do with us, and yeah, so yeah. who. Do you want to introduce yourself? We can say a bunch of stuff about you, and you could, or you could say stuff about you. It really is up to you. No, I mean I'm I'm Hayden. Uh, you may have, if you're on the hobby hobby chat uh, perverts Discord, you may have talked to me. I'm in there hanging out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a sandblaster by trade. I do you know heavy equipment and different old trucks. I restore antique old trucks and stuff. And uh, but in my free time, I own way too many old Dodge trucks and how many? Uh three currently. Okay. okay. Three Dodges and, and two Fords. Two are running? No, no, three Dodges and two Fords. Most of them um are pretty much running. Okay. No further questions? Uh but I'm <laughs> and I'm also in the garden. And I frankly do too much, but yeah. That's kind of the fun of, of having hobbies. Yeah. And I think that like, I mean, basically like, so, I mean, Hayden is somebody that you, you will see on the timeline. Um, uh, you driving, you were driving that huge quarry truck the other day. Uh, what was that one? Um, was that old Chevy? That big old, oh yeah. The big C60. That's a, a grain truck. Yeah. I mean, just drive. It looked like you're having a blast. Um, and so, um, Hayden, how do we even, how do you even fall into who was your path then? Was Pat your path then? Or were you connected to somebody uh, before then? No, I think it was Adam. I think Adam oh, really? brought me in. Yeah, yeah I think uh I think you, you followed <coughs> Southpaws a bit, mm. you know, maybe. No, uh, I been, think I, it, no, well actually <laughs> then are you Canes? Are you a Hurricanes guy? Maybe no, I just I, found you because you're generally peripheral to North Carolina people. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it was just, I, I know you had the L-Dog at the time, and I, I was probably yeah. like, saw you through a mutual follower. and was like, this guy, this guy knows what's up. <laughs> this, guy wants yeah. to, this guy wants to be a person. Little did you, little did you know, uh, I did not know what's up at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you <laughs> said, I think Hayden, I think what you were thinking is, here's a, here's a nephew who needs an uncle. <laughs> this guy needs a, this guy needs a real uncle to show him the ropes. Probably saw, yeah, probably somebody passed out on the ground, uh, mineral spirits and a can of Bondo next to my head. And, uh, <laughs> Look, every I, I, if you're not a hobbyist, if you don't accidentally inhale enough chemicals to 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 fall and pass out once, you have to learn your right. rights. Dude, my my buddy came. I was doing it in his garage because he has a garage, so he lets me borrow it when I need to do stuff like that. And 
I, he came back. He's a mailman, and it was Sunday, and this is when he still had to work on Sundays because he was like, uh, "There's, there's, there's some like the lowest level of mailman has to still deliver Amazon packages and stuff." Yeah, Sundays. really bad contract. So he, so he comes back at about one o'clock, and it's just like blaring Dave Matthews Band. It like reeks of industrial chemicals, and like I'm like asleep <laughs> on the floor with like three beers next to me. <laughs> And like he's like he's like he legit thought I was dead. <sighs> and he okay, like, but he starts like screaming. Yeah, he starts like screaming. Okay, this is interesting because I've before I've said oh the first episode I was like oh you have like three drinks and you, you get a little weird and you're like oh I need more than three drinks but nobody can prove that you either had three beers and passed out or you huffed a bunch of chemicals i think it was yeah it was the chemicals yeah the three is three beers three beers beers. you heard it here first he drank three beers and passed out on his cadillac that's never i've never passed on three beers i I, i'm very that that that, i will have to duel you sound off sound off in the comments (laughs) (laughs) sound off in the comments let us know what you think he either did or didn't pass I'll, i'll post a poll on the on the yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. It's like Caden's one of those guys. It's just felt like yeah, he's always been on Twitter. So, but you know, so you know, he falls into either very cool guy or fed. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I, they don't make feds that that get into this kind of stupid shit. They would never like think <laughs> as low as me. Huh, actually, now I'm honestly, I I've had Deep one and a half beers, and now I kind of see it. I'm kind of like tying it together. I'm seeing now deep cover in the swamps of North Carolina, sandblasting diesel air compressors. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I I guess when you put it that way, they, they don't really like to work very hard. So yeah. Yeah. He's like, Oh, I got to go put my daughter to bed, but he just, his handlers are contacting him. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I'm much more afraid of my daughter than the CIA. Throw <laughs> <laughs> me in a throw me in a fucking black site before you get her mad at me. <laughs> yeah, so you do have a kid, which uh, I know we kind of wanted to talk about. You were mentioning that like that's kind of been a new uh, challenge, or, or you know, the kid is a new hobby of yours, <laughs> raising human beings. But no. You were saying that, like, you know, you kind of uh, have had to learn a new way to approach everything now that you kind of have more demands on your life. Yeah. Yeah. And and the truth is, is, you know, having less time to do stuff for myself kind of works. You know, if if you only have 30 minutes or 15 minutes to, to, you know, do something, you're going to actually do it, you know. You're yeah. not gonna, um, you're not gonna sit around on your phone as much and 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 wish you had something to do. Uh, you know, because like if you got 30 minutes after putting your daughter down before you got to go to bed, you're gonna you're gonna pick up your little you know beekeeping book mm. and read read that for you know 30 minutes and get a lot more done. Generally, yeah, I mean it's it's been good. Uh, it's it's made me more mindful of my time with hobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, I mean, I think that's, and that's the hard thing, right? Like, um, you know, even in the context of like doing dumb stuff, right? Like trying to make posts to, for this or whatever. It's like, I could be, 
I could be practicing sim racing. I could be doing mini figures. I could be doing tie dye, but sometimes I'm like, okay, I should try to do something for this hobby thing. Then it's just like, well, at what point, how much work should you do on the hobby thing until the hobby thing is taking away from doing your hobbies or, you know, things like that. But so it's like, I have a lot of time right now because I'm unemployed. Right. So like, but I'm, I've also been really bad about being like, Oh man, I should have used this time like this, or, you know, I should have spent this hour that I wasted, um, reading Dwayne doing the Lil Joe, uh, and the leather coat bit for hours laughing. Um, but I, I could have gotten something done. Right. But at the same time, it's like, yeah. you can't do that, you, it, but it, but it, but you do have time and, and it's about appreciating the time that you do have and looking at it as opportunity and not as this, like, I mean, you can't be your own, you, you can't be your own, like uh performance review, mm-hmm. right? Like your own manager giving yourself a performance review. Well, that's yeah. like a lot, you know, obviously maybe some people know, know me from before when I covered uh, sports uh, and stuff. And that, that was a big part of that journey, uh, of kind of learning to analyze my relationships with, uh, sport in that, uh, it got to a point that that show was very hard to do because I did not really care about watching sports anymore because it had become like, I had become through a lot of things like more, uh, interested in uh, exploring myself uh, sexually, obviously, but um, you no, know, you know, and I still watch sports. But even that, that was a big start of, I guess, kind of the hobby pervert journey of like self-expression and self-betterment or whatever. Uh, in that, like, you know, I got challenged by one of our guests who uh, was a professor and cover stuff, and he was like, "Look, man." He's like, sports are not watching professionals. Sports are like doing it. Like that's like, there's so many more people, like that's so much bigger piece of the pie. And so then I kind of became like, oh, you know what? Like I want to play hockey. I want to like, now I bowl a lot. I play golf. Like, and like, I just get so much more fulfillment from that, you know, like, uh, so I think that's kind of like how we're here is like, yeah, I think a lot of people get very consumed when they look at cars or they look at people who do art or people who make music and shit. And they're like, oh, like, like I can feel like I do it by passively consuming it. And and I think that, you know, you're kind of bringing up this point is like, yeah, that's fine a little bit. Like, you know, obviously, but like, you know, you got to get out there and you gotta get in the dirt. Yeah. 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 And that's not to say I, I don't look at my phone because I'm, I'm going to let you guys in on a secret. <laughs> Collar guys look at their phones too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Seriously. And, and I well, you know, you, you do have TV. you do get yelled at working at the racism factory and uh, looking at your phone while you're on the line, but yeah, yeah, unless <laughs> you're currently sending a slur. Yeah, I mean, as as long as you're keeping your metrics up, your um, your handles per hour uh, at the at the MediaCom call center. Yeah. yeah. So Hayden, exactly. Hayden, I think the stuff that you're doing is stuff that people kind of wish they were doing, right? To some degree, like the stuff you're doing for money. Right. Oh. It's stuff that people like, you know, at least think they want to do. Like people are like, man, I wish I could, I wish I could take a rusty truck and, and make it beautiful again and, and put it back together and, and fix the transmission and do all these things. Uh, and these are things that you are doing. Um, 
so at the end of the day, like these fun things, and I know sometimes you're like, I wish I could quit working on the bad truck and start working on the good truck, which is my own truck, mm-hmm. um, which is funny in of itself. But I mean, you have been mentioning that like something that you're enjoying outside of working on vehicles and building air compressors <laughs> is gardening and and finding <laughs> a way to to find joy and enjoyment in that. And I think that's where you said that you've really been like taking your time with finding minutes and time that you can go out and spend working in that. And yeah, so how's um, that kind of been working out for you? It's been great. Um, I kind of got my ass kicked a little bit. Spring just happened mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Uh, like it was cold a couple of weeks ago and now there's literally pollen like as a fog, like it's silent yeah. all over here, but yellow. But um, no, gardening is good because you can get, and especially, you know, my circumstance, you can get like hobby tunnel vision, obviously, and, and burn yourself out so easy, you know, or you get hung up on like a big project that you, you're too busy or, or nervous to tackle. And, and it's good to have like a fallback, you know, it's good to have a little right. garden to yeah to turn around and, and, and go plant some fucking cucumbers or try growing a new kind of watermelon that you've never messed with before. Um, and I think the beauty of growing is that like growing specifically like a garden, um, it's like way more dynamic. Mm-hmm. Like every year something different happens. Um, yeah, and it yeah. does actually, it does require an intense amount of patience, which is what I like. Yeah, about I was going to say gar- gardening really taught me patience. Yeah. Like I was like, so I would be like, so like, I, I like, I want to make a change to see it reflected and like doing bonds. I was like, Oh man, you gotta just sing here, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Forget about the right. tree yeah. for a while. I mean, and again, <laughs> and again, like, what is the point of hobby? But to just like do something that could be an entire waste of time. Like, um, I remember like the Bob Moog documentary, the the Moog synthesizers. He's like an Asheville guy, and he had his he had his little um, garden, vegetable garden at the edge at the edge of the you know hill. And the rabbits or something had came and ate all his stuff. And he's like, well, you know, they have to eat too. And I was like, fuck, that's so sick that the guy who <laughs> is like synonymous with synthesizers was like, had that awareness and that patience with the world to be like, yeah, I spent all this energy growing a garden and the rabbits ate it. But like, at least they got something good to eat. It's not covered yeah, in fertilizer and pesticides. That's, but that's gardening. That's kind of like the beauty of it. Right. You know? And, and, it's fun. It's and even if something goes terribly wrong, it is like I'm so fucking mad at hornworms every year. But at the same time, it's like oh, <laughs> yeah, send them I'm to me. I'll feed them to the bearded dragon. She'd love yeah, that. But um, no, it it does. It teaches you patience. And the other thing is, is uh, if 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 I'm really fucking hung up on on you know one of the trucks or something, pulling a motor or whatever, doing timing or whatever, I'll say, well, I'm not gonna get anywhere losing my nerve you know, uh, getting frustrated with this, I'm just going to go, you know, uh, plant some, you know, water my shit or, or plant something new or build a little trellis or something. And it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a retreat and, and a little bit of Zen, you know, like, like Adam was saying, it's, it teaches you patience. You going to get um, your daughter involved this year? I'm going to try. I'm going to get her in the, try to get her to play around in the dirt. I'm sure she'll mostly just eat it. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's probably, I mean, it's as long as it's not full of copper. I mean, I'll, I'll 
That's a completely different area. Of the <laughs> I'm sure you'd find that first. Yeah, you gotta watch out for the unexploded ordnance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, yeah, no, the, the gardening thing. It is, it is fun because it's like, it's so simple, but like at the same time, it, like, it is, it is cool because it really does kind of tie you into like. A rhythm of life and it's so that's why i kind of feel like it's a hard thing to get into initially because like mm-hmm. i was saying like we've been saying like you have to have patience about it and yeah. but once you get once it start, you go through the seasons of like okay you prepare like you notice the signs of things like you're saying like like it came a little early this year um and like that kind of stuff like you you then it kind of starts to just feel like it's moving faster in a lot of ways. And I, I, I kind of like that part because it's like a background hobby a lot of the time. It's like, okay, <clears throat> like as, you know, as <clears throat> it's warming up, I plant the seeds and then I can go do, then then those all go. And then I also know it's time, you know, I probably did knock out a big project on the car and, you know, or put, get my summer tires on and like that kind of stuff, start signing up for <clears throat> track days and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, as you're, enjoying the summer different things come up and then you know sarah's got so involved because in north carolina i mean it's a great state to garden because you basically get two seasons you know so she's you know she's more the gardener i I do the bonsai stuff and grow some fig trees but um yes you know she uh yeah she'll she'll be like all right like i know that this thing's about to cash out so like i need to plan this new row and then what can i get in there and then she even does a winter one like we have kale and shit out there so it's kind of cool how it like like lets you feel you feel like you're part of the universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like the fucking guy on the Tool album cover, you know, like as you're out there gardening. <laughs> there's and there's so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I basically every time I go and look at my tomatoes, I feel like an Alex Gray poster. But like, I mean, it, there's so much, and there's so much cool shit. Um, whether it's. Um, like I've seen diagrams of how to like take all the sticks from your yard and you like build a pile of sticks and cover it in leaves and put dirt over it. And then, you know, people, they, they plant it and that's, they like do that somewhere. And then, you know, somewhere else they do this other thing. And then like, you know, or people are like, Oh, I, you know, you, I think you talked the other day, you mentioned, did you put some cardboard down over your, yeah, over your garden? Yeah, uh, how did I, that yeah, work? It's, it's going good. Basically, you, the idea is you put some sort of a moist, weird surface that mushrooms could attach to. Was that um, the idea? Or no. Just that stuff no, would get slimy enough that weird things would happen. Yeah. So the idea is instead of like going and tilling up a big patch of grass uh, one year, you put something over it. You know, it could be a black tarp. It could be cardboard. It could be anything just some kind of ground cover that's going to kill whatever's there. And then you kind of create a layer of topsoil with, you know, that, that vegetation and that. Do you put leaf litter or anything over it or? Yeah. Yeah. Leaf litter. I put, I put a bunch of like um, straw and grass and and leaf litter over it and then, and then cover it up and, and, uh, you know, that's going to be, hopefully that's going to be topsoil next season. And, and I've kind of, I did something similar with that. Um, last year but it, i didn't i didn't really add any kind of vegetation to it and that's been a pretty good garden for me so far i mean it, it's it improved the soil quality a lot and the other thing it does you know you mm. mentioned the mushrooms is because you're not tealing up mm. all those root systems that are already oh, there right yeah 
you know, disturb, disturbing like the mycelium networks. That's sick. Sick. Two in a row. They're all talking to each other, and they communicate. And they, the forest uses them to communicate. Yeah, yeah, and and, and can we count how many how many episodes in a row can we say that? Uh, well, luckily, we, luckily, now that there's a lost three. episode, then, then now we're two in a row. Yeah, yeah. Asterisk. <laughs> but that I mean that's it's sick, and I think there's so many ways to do things like that. Like all we really do here is have a compost. We don't have any like crazy processes that we do with our stuff. We just have some crappy raised beds. Um, and the compost and that's really all that we have going on is it's just you go and dig around in the tomato garden and there's just a bunch of eggshells in it <laughs> yeah, but you know that's the thing is it's a uh, gardening is another one that's really scalable and that's it's it is accessible yeah. to anyone like you can start with well, a fucking tomato plant on your balcony what i was going to say a while ago though is that i mean there are a lot of people that don't even have a balcony or have a space in the city yeah. to grow. So yeah. unless you have the space in your apartment, so like Jeremy, I will say you can use a closet. I, found, yeah, I grew, well, I'm sure that trees in a closet for a long time. I'm sure that the listeners of this show know how to grow, grow trees in closets just fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, like, but Jeremy was growing like herbs and stuff in a tent and in his in his living room um and had like the um the, the whatever those like weird little almost like ceramic balls that are almost like you'd have in like a fish tank as biofilter he was like using those as substrate and had a pump going and like it's very cool and you can do that but like luckily i just have a yard and the landlord will start the seeds and then i just Claire and I basically garden for him because he forgets about them after he <laughs> plants them. Um, the but I mean, like, I remember, I remember in like undergrad, like asking the the landlord, like, "Hey, can we till a section?" And they like allotted me like this, basically three tomatoes worth of land that my grandpa and dad came over and helped till with an old Tecumseh. Um, actually, oh no, my dad has it. I was gonna say I don't know where that thing is. My dad has that. I can't wait that to make that into the world's slowest go kart someday. <laughs> yeah, no, that can paint that thing up. It's it, honestly, well, honestly though, the red on it is iconic to me. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to see it another way. I mean, that's the thing that sucks about gardening. I mean, obviously, there's all those countertop herb kits and things like that. Um, my friend Jake used to do. Um, he was really into aquaponics, where you have mm-hmm. an aquarium mm-hmm. at the bottom, and then he would have a PVC pipe with a bunch of lettuce. And so then it's tilapia or the shrimp or whatever. Yeah. Or or you could even do Oscars and then you can be like a cool fish guy and have stuff you're growing. But they had that, they had this, actually they lived in the building Talia Hall is in and uh, it had like a roof, like a roof light. So they had that like in there to catch the light off the roof. Very cool place. But I mean, there's, there's stuff you can do. Obviously it's just not as easy as tilling and working the land, but it's, it's a bummer. Um, Yeah. and that hydroponic stuff like always tastes like shit. It's not never very good. Like I'm not trying to. If, if you have to get into it, you have to get into it. But like hydroponics, like we have a we have like the arrow garden. Like uh, I got it for Sarah for Christmas one year because it's, it's cool. Like it's a cool little thing. I've given it actually given it out as a gift, and so it's gonna make this sound really funny, but. It works well as an herb garden. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Is, yeah. You want to have a little herb garden and have fresh herbs. Yeah. It's great. But like Sarah will like put lettuce in there and it's the worst fucking lettuce I've ever eaten in my life. It, it tastes, it tastes like nothing. It has like no, has, like compared to the shit that, that she'll grow in the ground. Like that's like hearty has like 
you know, like you just realize, I think that's another thing you realize when you garden is just like how fucking crappy the food <laughs> yeah. at the grocery store is too. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's just weird. Like, like I was saying, like with the season stuff, like it's, I think that's another big part of like, what's cool is like, you realize like, Oh, like people ate like different things at different times, like out of necessity. And like, so maybe I should be more like that. <laughs> like maybe I shouldn't be trying to eat, tomatoes in january because yeah they're not good <laughs> you know it's like maybe i should save them as a nice treat for me to you know think of summer you know to be like oh we're at the height of summer i get to eat a delicious tomato yeah and then and then i can the rest like you know i mean we can a lot now you like, know uh, you know who would know what's in season chef thomas who? keller from the french laundry he would know exactly what's in season right now. He all he he actually invented eating in seasonally. That's right. He, they never yeah they did not know that before. He like discovered it like an ancient knowledge. Right. Like, from the but it, but only after Gavin Newsom invented seasons. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he goes. That that's why he goes to French Laundry California, during COVID. When I lived out there, it was weird getting legitimately good tomatoes and like peaches yeah. and shit in January. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's why people in California, their brains are like so scrambled because like they literally live in like utopia. Like yeah. <laughs> like they uh, live in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say. Garden of Eden is somewhere in L.A., but unfortunately, they paved over it to make a fucking parking structure. Yeah, uh, yeah I'll just, rant. I'll just yeah. stay here and uh, next to the beautiful Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. See you fuckers when the ocean takes over your state and you, you don't have any drinkable feel, water. You guys are not going to give me that Amy Grant joke. I didn't like, hear it. No. When was it? Come on. When Hayden said they paved, they uh, paved over heaven with a parking lot. That's like the Amy Grant song. Uh, I paradise sound off parking. in the comments. Amy Grant heads in the comments. Grant heads, off. what's up? Um, yeah. Hayden, She's how much? Coming out. Hayden, how much uh, time would you say you spend in your trucks listening to Garth Brooks and posting pig poop balls at minor baseball celebrities? Uh, about a hundred percent less time than Adam. Okay. Currently. Okay. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> I, 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 Perfectly I, I, executed. This is great. You should be on all the time. <laughs> it's perfect. Thank you. Unbelievable. No, I somehow had a years long head start, and he and he beat me to it by a country mile. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Well, you know, it is difficult. I had to download uh, the Amazon Music app just to get the Garth Brooks greatest <laughs> hits because that's the only thing it streams on. Because there's no CD player, I would have just gone and bought the CD. <laughs> I mean, it would have been a better deal. Well, yeah, yeah, because I'm gonna have to remember to cancel the free trial. Truck <laughs> <laughs> anymore? The- Man, I, I can't lie though. You know, I, I I thought when I got it and I drove it home, I was like, this is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever driven in my life. Like, I can't believe people drive these. And then I uh, went bowling. I had you know a legal. I had a responsible amount of beers, three beers. I did not pass three? out. Three PCRs. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. How much? So one beer an hour. I was under the legal limit by well, by well amount, but you know. I was bowling and feeling good. Get out there, drive it home, blasting. Uh, you were blasting some big and rich. He said he's blasting. No, I was not blasted. No, <laughs> no. I was, you know, I, I blast some big and rich. I have the windows down. I'm all. I'm above all the people. Uh, you know, I'm cruising above the legal RPM. limit. <laughs> no, well under, uh, and. Uh, 
And, uh, you know, I, I finally got it. I finally, I finally saw why, uh, 70% of new cars sold are, <laughs> sold are See, pickup trucks. Whenever I drive whatever my stepdad has at the time, and he like he gets a new truck pretty regularly because he'll like when he does drive it, it's like he's driving it with a boat to Canada so they can go like hunt grouse or something. So it's like when he's driving it, he's putting huge amounts of miles on it, pulling a trailer and things like that. So he ends up he ends up putting a lot on them. Um but whenever I drive anything he has, I'm like, God, this rides like a fucking brick shit wagon. Like this fucking sucks ass. It's not fun. Granted, I drove an element. So it's like, I'm not used to a cushy ride, but man, I fuck like his yeah. F two fifty. I would have rather drove that into a wall than drive it back. Well, from that, Kentucky. that is the weird part about driving. This is that, you know, I obviously have like an actual utility vehicle, um, in the Jimny. And that thing obviously is a nightmare to in terms of ride quality. Like yeah. I mean, it because it's two solid axles and leaf springs, and it shakes, and the steering is suggestive at best. <laughs> and like, and you know, but I mean, obviously, it's fun for different reasons. But um, yeah, it is wild driving that thing because it was basically driving the Eldorado, but eighteen inches in the air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, but, but I get it. I texted Hayden last night. I go, I, I, it's embarrassing me how much I like this. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean, I did like when I, I did like driving, we had like a 98 F250 that was the motorcycle shop truck. It was a huge piece of shit, like so much lifter noise. Um, lots of shit was wrong with it, but I would like, you know, I'd be like working in the parts department at the motorcycle shop and nobody would be around. And like our GM Roger would be like, Hey, you've got to go to rock falls and pick up a jet ski that I just dealer traded for. And you got to take them this four wheeler. <laughs> and it just was driving the shittiest F two fifty. but I love that fucking stupid thing. It was great. But like, yeah. but there's a, there's a critical point where it has to be shitty. I wouldn't drive a shitty yeah. new truck, but an old shitty truck. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a U curve. I had the dogs in it today and it's muddy because it's been raining like nonstop. And I took them to the dog park and like, I'm going to have to like detail this car before I give it back. No, but it's like, it's so funny. No, they like warned me about the dogs. I had the dog with me. And, uh, so I got, I got to clean it out. I got to vacuum it out and shit. But, uh, but yeah, it, it is so funny to me, like how useless it is, like for its stated purpose. (laughs) <laughs> and that's like not even what attracts me to the car. Like, like it does. Like none of the ostensible reasons for owning it is what I find enjoyable about the car. Yeah. It's that like I now feel like a Republican. <laughs> but I mean, but when's when's the last time you drove like a, a Sprinter van, an E two fifty? Ago. Yeah, because because I because I, I rented one from Home yes. Depot and went and got some furniture from my grandma's house before we sold it, and driving that with Jeremy down to Peoria, like we we're having a great time. We we're having a great time. Yeah, but you're not high. That's the key. Uh, you have you're high, high enough, honestly. <laughs> No, you're not. You're not near. Where fine, I'm I'll at. fine. I'll lift Daddy. one. I'll dealer. <laughs> I'll dealer lift one. <laughs> Get the E three fifty campers; those are pretty sweet. That's what you need to work on next, Hayden. What happened with that um, Winnebago? Um, I'm still in talks with the crazy person who owns it. Okay. So, so here's the deal: is it's a uh, it's a commander. 
it's like a Dodge Commander or something. It's uh, like a 74 motorhome. Mm-hmm. It is completely rotten. If I put it on a trailer and tried to drive it down the road, it would fly off. Like most of it would be gone. But it has a, a little 440 big block with a 727 hidden inside of it. And uh, I'm currently in talks with the owner of it. Like, hey, man, let me uh, let me scrap this thing for you. Yeah, so you, you're, you're talking about trying to get that motor. Yeah, and I'm trying to get that motor. Where were you gonna, I, do you have something to put it in, or you just want to stash it? Basically just to stash it. But um, I have always wanted like a M7, a Jeep M715. It was like the Jeep Gladiator pickup truck when, mm-hmm. they, when they were cool mm-hmm. in the 60s. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah, those ones look great. Yeah, like soft top, uh, mm-hmm. you know, long yeah. step of bed. Mm-hmm. And they have a famously bad little six, uh, straight six in them. And I'd love to put the a... The 4-liter? The AMC 4-liter? No, no, it was called the Tornado, and it was like a 2... Um, it wasn't the AMC 4-liter, but it was similar. It was more like a slant six mm-hmm. than any. Mm-hmm. But um, they sucked, and it would be really cool to replace that with a big, stupid 440. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. The only time I see anything yeah. like that anymore is like whenever my dad has a boat, which is now. So he's got like twin Mer cruisers in it and they are yeah. huge and loud and very sick. Yeah. Um, I want to give people a little, little seek like secret advice is if you see an old piece of shit boat, it's probably got, got a good, an cool import. motor that's got limited yeah. hours on it. No, it's got, it's lit- got an Oldsmobile 445 in there. Or or a um a three eighteen like a real heavy duty marine three eighteen um yeah there's there were an endless amount of the cool muscle car motors set up for for boats yeah and they're still yeah. cheap sometimes yeah that's where a lot of people got the four fifty fives uh, for their gassers and stuff from yeah. marine engines because they would pull them out and then put them in the boats and then. Yeah. yeah, and they they've usually but, got I, you know a lot of people don't necessarily have your access to uh, ancient commercial sea vessels. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, I really I'm out of the loop on the auction for fucking Gilligan's Island. Yeah, this is pretty much <laughs> advice for people who live like in Wilmington and yeah. New Orleans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this you're right. You're very right. <laughs> But just drive around and see if you see like a horrible motorhome or a horrible boat, and just just ask. Hey, man, check your privilege. Well, yeah, it is right. funny because a lot of those drones that have got, like really crappy <laughs> motors. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. underpowered motors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hayden, uh, something I wanted to to, to touch on, because um, like I, I know that before you and I had talked, you know, I was mentioning like um, trying to do silk, you know, um, silk screening and screen printing and things like that and stamping and you mentioned like you know like you could sandblast maybe like a stamp or a sign and that your parents had done that and that your kind of introduction to doing sandblasting and painting was like that your parents had done sign work like how um was like how did they come into that and was like an artistic venue or is that something that was kind of just a family thing even before that no, um, my grandfather was a printer, and he started like our local newspaper back in like the sixties. Oh wow! And so, see that um, we didn't even know. Yeah, my um, so all my uncles and my dad were also printers, and my dad mm-hmm. had some experience in sandblasting when he was a kid. Uh, just you know, as a pot smoking teenager trying to find some like shitty job, 
And so then he, <laughs> I was going to uh, say, I didn't know what the sandblasting angle was for smoking weed. <laughs> no, no. Um, but, uh, you know, he had like a, like a union do nothing job at some dumb factory that no longer exists. We'll edit, we'll edit that. He had a powerful, yeah. strong union job. But um, he got laid off at some point in the 80s, and and he had worked in, like, sign shops and had experienced sandblasting. And so he started a, a sandblasting, like, sandblasted sign business. And, like, growing up, mm-hmm. I was always always in their sign shop, like, weeding vinyl, sign, like, vinyl letters and mm-hmm. shit. And that was my introduction to sandblasting. And, you know, years later after I... Uh, I had done like all sorts of like trades jobs, like carpentry and shit and had a little business, you know, doing exterior remodels and it sucked and there's too much, uh, competition that I didn't feel like, uh, I didn't feel like I was in my niche. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like got into the whole family trade, you know, I picked up the, the craft and, and got a, you know, got an old air compressor that I knew, you know, I knew like a buddy of mine had in the woods and, and, you know, put a carburetor on it and just, you know, set up a new pot and everything and, you know, started doing tractors and dumpsters and shit and, you know, got it going again. And it was good. It was good to have a little bit of a trade. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I, I mean, my dad and grandpa who didn't have motorcycle shops did like, plastering and painting union plaster union painter i don't really have an angle on that uh <laughs> that i that i that i want to do um at this point um and it's yeah, it's actually I, my uncle my uncle uh my my grandfather was a signed painter uh sort of he was more of a drunk but he, he did mm. paint signs my grandpa was an point. incredible and, plaster and also a drunk yeah uh and uh but my uncle kind of picked it up from him, but he's kind of, he's never really turned it into a professional thing. Uh, but he uh, he you know took some airbrushing classes at the community center, and now he like pinstripes all of his own cars and shit. So um, he's like working on doing a big. He bought a Chevy HHR with uh, full panel, uh, no window in the back, so he can do like a big sir he's a beach boy uh, beach boys kind of guy uh, and from detroit <laughs> so he wants to do like a surfing motif type thing on his age but yeah like it is kind of cool how you can kind of pick up like i feel like it's harder in this day and age when everybody's parents is are like you know a computer person yeah but yeah um yeah, it is cool how it kind of get to pick that that up, the back up, and and use it somehow. My like my yeah. like weak ass way to deal with things is like anytime I'm helping somebody paint or plaster or something or like using even spackle, I'm like I'm going to spackle this perfectly and with respect to the tools. I'm going to do this quickly and efficiently, and it's going to look good because otherwise my dad and grandpa would be so embarrassed that I fucked this up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's good to have some kind of craft and and even if your parents weren't in something the truth is 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 you can do it you know even if you didn't learn it from somewhere there's so much information out there on the internet right right and And, you know and i think that's the thing right like that's kind of like what this is all about like the 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 history in your family is one thing but like it's you're your great grandfather didn't do signs. Your grandfather did. It's like it's it all starts somewhere. You know what I mean. So picking picking the thing up, you can start wherever. 
doesn't have to be that it's your some you know nature versus nurture isn't real. Like, I don't know anybody who studied psychology and still says nature versus nurture is an idiot. It's like they work together, and it's an interaction between nature and nurture. Like you can have things that came from whatever you believe is your lineage, and there's things that you just happen to find in your world. Like take it all. You can start these new things, and I have now I think a better idea than what I was going to have you um, do for a sign for me. I'm going to try to get a copy of the motorcycle shop letters because there were wooden letters out in front of it and they all went missing when we closed the shop. So I'm going to try to see maybe we can come up with a way to blast the letters in some type of a block or plaque or something. Yeah. So I'll I'll work, I'll work on that and send that over to you. I'd love to do that. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. Uh, It sounds the, the meeting of, family trades well uh hayden did you have anything you wanted to uh promote other than uh being the egg's sign servant oh my god um, <laughs> well, uh, you can find me at uh cia on twitter or okay. or uh, at, <laughs> at mill slurp on twitter but no, really, the truth is, if you want to keep up with me, I don't post on Twitter that much these days because I'm in the hobby perverts Discord. Um, and where I get a lot of motivation to do shit is from hanging out, you know, and talk, showing my friends what I'm up to and them, you know, holding me accountable. And um, if you have, like, anything that you want to share or anything you want, want like, to pick someone's brain on, that's the perfect place to do it. Yeah. You know, there's people in there at like every fucking level of sure. You know, sure. Yeah. And that's, I mean, yeah, that's the, I mean, we're all just trying to hang out and have fun and encourage each other to be happier and better in ourselves and nicer to the people around us. And again, the idea, the philosophy in this is, if you're doing things that make you happy and bring you joy, then you can share them with people in your life that you love um, mm-hmm. and meet new people and learn to love them. And that's really why Hayden's on here is because it's just like Hayden's just a person in the world that we love. And you can join us right now in the discord for happy hour <clears throat> chat. There's like six people hanging out in there and they're like, where are you guys at? Cause we're doing yeah. this, but Come join us in the Discord. Hayden is our de facto social chair, um, planning events and talking with people. Um, again, the whole point of this is like let's let's come together and talk about hobbies. Let's figure things out. If you don't know how to do something, let's figure it out. Yeah. You know, I mean, the approach to most of these hobbies is the same. <laughs> Start doing it and figure out what you can do, and don't get credit card debt doing it. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. Talk to somebody before you yeah, spend no, money. I mean, I, when I started, I, a lot of the guys that are in there are people that I kind of knew and found from Twitter. Uh, when I started getting into cars and I bought my Miata and I remember very early on, I bought <clears throat> sway bars for it and I snapped off this bolt that's like welded into the frame. And I was freaking out because, you know, I, you know, like, I never. That was like really nine months ago. <laughs> no, it wasn't nine months. It was it like two years it ago. It wasn't that long. <laughs> I've had that car for over two years now. I know, but I remember, I remember anyways, Boltgate. Anyways, anyways. 
it, it, so, um, you know, I was freaking out because, yeah, to me, like cars are cars. They still are to an extent, but, you know, they're these very expensive things that I don't really understand. And I don't understand how far you can go breaking something before it, you know, you've gone too far and you need some, an expert um, like Hayden to come fix all your mistakes. And, you know, the guys in there that are now in the discord as well, uh, we're like, chill out, man. Like you can just drill the bolt out. Like it's not a big deal. You can figure out something different and it will be fine. Like it, it's not, it's like people do this all the time. Like probably you're like, <laughs> I remember telling my buddy who doesn't Maurice from the, um, from Southpaws, if you remember him, uh, he, he, he was like, I was telling about how like I lost a socket or something in the engine bay. And he's like, man, are like mechanics just like leaving shit in my car all the time. I'm like, they certainly are like <laughs> <laughs> 10 millimeter socket yeah. somewhere in your car. When like, you're going down the road after you got an oil change and you go, that sounded like a bolt. It was. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, even those people, I mean, you know, now that I've worked with people who are like legit paid mechanics, like I've done repairs with them, you know, you see how much more efficiently and stuff they work, but they still make mistakes and find things that they're like, I've never seen this before. And, it is manageable, you you know, and it is more manageable when you have people uh, that you can uh, say, I'm, I'm horrified at myself. Like, is this bad? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and again, it's like, I mean, that's like a whole episode discussion. Like, what is the, what's the line between you could probably do that and you're the guy that they're going to talk about for the next 10 years at the, at the shop to be like, remember that fucking guy who ended up like, taking a grinder and taking his entire like wheel hub off. And it's like, you don't want to be that guy, obviously. I mean, but I there's am, an amount I that am. you can get in there and get a little, get a little dirty. And they it's might fine. See it when they're doing my engine swap, I did accidentally drill out two screws in my fuel, in my fuel tank in the Miata. So like technically the seal isn't really like, as tight as it should be. Plausible deniability. Like I, I bought it used. Someday. I don't know what happened before me. You know, people oh, track these and drift these a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So sometimes on hot days I get some gas fumes, but thankfully it's a convertible. So you just put the top down. God. Just, if you drive fast enough, they'll waft away from you. I mean, if, yeah, yeah. if you've got the hard top on and you're huffing gas fumes, that could be the same effect as drinking exactly three beers. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> he might pass out. <laughs> Folks. Anyway. Happy. Yeah, go ahead. You happy. Out. Happy. It's Friday. Uh, you'll probably get, I don't know. You'll probably get this on Saturday. Um, we love you. Uh, this is the first episode since our first lost episode ever. We hope you had fun. Come join us in the discord. Come hang out with Hayden. Hayden, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, at Mill Slurp on Twitter, M I L S L U R P. And where can and they talk to you on Discord? You can talk to me um, at the in the hobby hobby perverse Discord. Uh, I'm Hayden Smiley Face. Yeah, uh, I'll put that link out there. <laughs> we love you. Yes. Be well, perverts. Yeah.